guys, welcome back to another episode of Growing with Henna. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I have been on winter break lately, so I've been honestly spending most of it just depressed and busy. So that's why I've just really been off social media mostly. I haven't been on my phone much. I've been trying to spend a lot of my time within nature and with friends safely. But I'm feeling a lot better now, slowly. I'm really going at my own pace. And I think it really makes sense for how I was feeling towards the end of my semester. And just, you know, life is crazy. Life is weird. But good things have still happened. And I'm doing my best to remember all of the things I do have in my life. Because I feel like a big reason why I was feeling so down was because... You know, I'm actually naturally a pessimist, so if I don't feed myself good things, if I don't keep myself motivated and do habits that support me, then I can easily fall back into that place of being in lack with my life, and I feel like I was looking at everything I didn't have rather than the things that I do have. So what I've been doing lately to bring me out of that place is writing in my gratitude journal and just being more present and aware of things around me. I feel like the thing that shifted for me lately was when one of my friends mentioned how she had recently lost everything. She was kicked out of her house and it just, I don't know why, but it just really sat with me and stuck with me that, oh my gosh, that could be me because I'm so blessed to have a safe and loving home to come back to and to sleep in and although things with me may be up and down at the end of the day I have a lot to be grateful for that others would kill for and just hearing her story what she was going through really reminded me of my place and the things I have to be grateful for and my privilege honestly so that shifted my perspective and also I don't know if it was the day after or maybe before that, but I remember being in the drive-thru line for Starbucks. LOL, I know, I love Starbucks. I've spent way too much money there recently. <laughs> um, but while I was in the drive-thru line, I saw a homeless woman laying on the street right next to it and she was very dirty and she looked really ill and she was in a jacket and I think she was smoking or she had some kind of trash or food in front of her, but it just wow, I really felt for her and it reminded me how hard life can be sometimes and that also made me realize what I do have and sometimes I can be very ungrateful and I can forget my privilege and the things that I'm spoiled with. So those two things really kind of slapped me and woke me up and I'm feeling a lot better <laughs> because it reminded me to be present and aware of the abundant love I have in my life what I am being given every day rather than living in lack. I'm also feeling pretty hopeful with this new year. I feel this shift in energy within my community and even people at work about 2021 because 2020 was such a difficult year for everyone. It was so weird. It was very different. It wasn't what any of us were expecting, but I feel in the air this hopefulness among people that 2021 is a new year because the last year's over that was then this is now and we have 
accepted for the most part what is going on and we're moving forward from there. And I remember reading or listening to a podcast or a book, but I remember it was Jim Quick that mentioned this about a study that was conducted about prisoners and their time in jail. And they recorded the happiness levels of prisoners before they entered jail or their beginning stages of prison and after they got out. And they found that those that lived in the prison but kept making goals and staying hopeful for what they would do when they were out of prison they were more depressed than prisoners that accepted where they were and made goals and tried to make the best of where they were and what they did every day within that prison. And I feel like I've noticed that also among my community and just with myself too. I feel much sadder when I plan for a future out of this pandemic that I know is coming, but I feel like when I plan for that, it's as if I will only be happy when this is over. So I'm going to make goals for after this so I can be happy then. But we still don't know when this all is really going to end. I know it's still going to be a little while. So it's best to be here now and make most of what we have and accept our realities. Because when we don't, we just put ourselves through the pain over and over because it's so different. It's not what we're used to, what we expected. We're still not used to it. You know, it's it's been about a year, but that's still not a long time compared to how we lived life before. And it's a lot to plan around and get used to, but it's okay as long as we accept where we are. Sometimes life is about making plans and taking life with you rather than life taking you with it. So rather than your environment having you, you have your environment. And I feel like that mentality has really helped me when I'm in tough times too. And I forget it, honestly, because it's something that is practiced. It's not something that you achieve once and then that's it. You need to remind yourself of it every day. So I keep reminding myself that my I have the power to build myself up in a way that my mind affects my environment rather than my environment affecting my mind. And that's ultimately the goal here because change is constant. We never know what's going to happen. So the only thing we can be certain of controlling is ourself and our mental state. So with that being said, I want to share some of my resolutions with you guys and what I want to do differently this year have two very big ones that I want to share. So the first one is to, when applicable, say thank you instead of I'm sorry. Because sometimes I feel like I apologize a lot for no reason. Like, for example, someone will do something for me or I'll ask for a favor, but I'll keep apologizing for it. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry that you scooted a chair over for me. Or I'm so sorry that I asked you to do this favor. And it just, I feel like when I do that, it makes me feel bad and maybe it makes them feel bad too because people like to give. They like to help others. And when you give them an opportunity to help you, they it feeds their spirit. It feeds their soul. So I want to put myself in a place of gratitude rather than a place of lack again. So 
that's one big thing that I want to do is just say thank you instead of I'm sorry. And you know what? I've been doing it mostly this year. Sometimes I still catch myself saying I'm sorry, but it's a habit that I'm breaking. So it takes my conscious effort. But so far, I think I'm doing very well with it. So boom. All right. And my second biggest one is to move my body at least three times a week. And I was really good at this towards the beginning of the year, the middle of the year, but towards the end. It was really when I was reaching the end of my semester that I just kind of stopped doing it, especially after I injured my leg because I was just so burnt out and over it. And I don't know, you know, sometimes the way we carry ourselves and our environment is feedback of what's going on inside of our minds. So I stopped caring my stopped caring for myself as I should have because I was just feeling so overwhelmed and I find that even when I take care of myself my body when I don't feel so hot at the beginning of the day it always shifts my perspective and how I'm feeling so I want to keep that up because I deserve it and I'm worth it and so are you so what I've been doing to maintain this goal is you know at first I would just keep track by looking at the week I would write it in my planner uh, what days I would run and so far I've been good with it I need to improve like I, I mean so far I've been doing it maybe like twice a week or once a week but I need to get to three and this is the advice that I need to hear for myself. So this is what I'm going to say. So I'm going to share it with you, but I'm really just speaking to myself here. Um, whenever you make any goal saying my goal is to be more fit or more kind or whatever, you know, that doesn't give you anything to hold on to. A big tip that I can give you and myself again, and what I found that makes me most successful is to be very specific and objective with my goals so that I have something tangible because when you just say something subjective of your goal you're you're not going to get there because it's like okay I feel this way it's it's in a place of wishing wanting and hoping rather than a place of being doing and having so what I'm going to do now is I have a paper calendar that I'm going to stick up either in my room or my bathroom I haven't decided yet I'll probably end up putting it in my bathroom um, and I'm going to cross off the days of the week that I run. And that's the only thing that this calendar is dedicated to so that I can visually see how much I have been working out throughout the week. And this really helped me when in the past I was wanting to wake up at 5.30 every day. So, and I would visually see my calendar. So then whenever I would use the restroom in the morning or whenever during the day, I would look at this calendar and be like, oh my gosh, this is oh my god, I heard someone downstairs. <laughs> so I paused, but it's just, it's just a homie. Um, someone in my house. But yeah, so it would make me visually see and be accountable with myself that, oh my gosh, this, I've, I still need to run two more times this week. Or I, I mean, I still need to wake up two more times this week, this time, or whatever. And it feels so satisfying to be able to cross off a day. So that's just one example. But my advice to you is, say, for example, you want to lose 
20 pounds, then set a timeline for yourself. Say, I'm going to lose one pound by the end of this week or by the end of a week and a half or something. Create deadlines for yourself. Be very, very specific. Even if it's your water intake, how many gallons, how many bottles of water are you going to drink in one day? How are you going to keep track of that? You know, for me, I keep my water intake, um, I calculate that by how many hydro flasks I, d- I drink in a day. So I like to drink at least two in one day. Um, but yeah, that's a very big tip that has helped me. That You know what? I have not been good with, but I'm, that's what I'm doing differently this year. I'm going to get back into that habit because I'm going to create tangible goals for myself because that's where it begins. Give yourself a step to step on and I recommend making it into very small chunks so that it doesn't feel like a big elephant that you're trying to eat all at once. You know, you can only go one bite at a time. Even if, for example, you want to, by the end of the year, be able to run six miles at one time. Okay, how are you going to start? Maybe you can start with running 0.25 miles one week if you've never run before and you're just really exhausted. That's okay. Start as little as you can, as little as you need. If you've never even been running, okay, start with putting your running shoes on, just putting your running clothes on, okay, maybe one week, and then the next week you're going to go outside, maybe go for a walk, walk for one mile, okay, the next week maybe let's run 0.25 miles and then walk the rest of however much you want to, you want to do, you know, it's up to you, it's in your hands, you have the power to do it, at the end of the day, you are in the driver's seat, and that is the most empowering fact that I need to remind myself of and that when I do remind myself of it gets me out of my funk because you know what funks are like a roller coaster and I'm on this roller coaster of funk dang roller coaster of funk that could be like a band name or something I'm gonna trademark it (laughs) but yeah keep going this is a new year give yourself grace make realistic and tangible goals for yourself Go slow if you need to. Go at a medium pace. Only you know yourself and only you know when you're, excuse my language, bullshitting yourself. One final thing I want to share is a show that I recently finished and it is called Midnight Gospel. Maybe you guys have heard of it. It's on Netflix. It came out towards the end of last year and it's basically an animated podcast But wow, it is incredibly profound. And the last episode made me sob like crazy because they discuss death and the um, main character of the show does a final interview with his mother and she, you know what, I'm going to talk about it. So if you don't want me to spoil it for you, let me just do a spoiler alert. If you don't want to hear it, just tune out of the podcast now because I'm going to talk about this final episode of the show. But if not, then keep on listening. Okay, so the main character of the show basically does an interview with his mom who has cancer and about, and they discuss death and birth and life, but simultaneously you see them go through the process of birth and death and life. And it's really the ending scene of this episode that got me where it probably won't make sense if I just explain it like this, but if you've seen the last episode, then you have a better idea of what I'm talking about. But it's an animated podcast, so basically they are both 
planets, the sun and the mom, and they're being sucked into a black hole as they're discussing death and about how the mother is going through cancer and about how she's going to pass away and how the son is devastated about it, but how although she's going to be physically gone, the love will never be gone. All that's being absent is her physical form, and you see her get sucked into the black hole first as a planet, and they're both just crying. And at one point of the episode, he asks her, he's like, how do we deal with this death? Like, what do we do? And she was like, you cry about it. You cry. It's okay. It's very sad. And oh, I'm getting so emotional just talking about it. But they were just sobbing together, but it was so beautiful to see how they as they were discussing birth and life and death, how they went through the process together and how he was so sad about her leaving, but it was his actual mother. And I think she passed away after that episode aired, but wow, it just reminded me of my grandparents so much and just about my own family and about how our existence is mortal and we do everything we can to forget and push away the fact that we are going to die one day and we live life as if we're immortal and that just you know, we have to remind ourselves of it often because what are you going to look back at at the end of your life? Are you going to be proud of the life that you lived? Or are you going to have regrets? Are you truly doing right now what makes you happy? Are you making goals that move within your highest and your best self because you, you don't have a second chance at the end of your life? It's up to you to create the life you want. You know, it's not your fault if you're born poor or if you're born within terrible circumstances. But at the end of your life, it is, it is your responsibility for the impact that you've made, the life that you've created, the lives that you have touched. And what does a beautiful life mean to you? Does it mean being materialistically... <laughs> Is that even a word? I don't know. Doesn't mean materialism. Doesn't mean having all of the fancy bags and money and cars in the world and being able to show it off to your friends and your peers and show how quote unquote successful you're, you are because you have these things. Is it because of the prof the profession that you've stepped into that you've only stepped into because it feeds your ego or is it or does life mean to you the wealth of love that you have, the abundance of life that you are aware of and that you're grateful for, the lives that you have touched, the lives that you have saved, the way that you have taken care of yourself and others around you? What does life mean to you? And these are questions that are never too early or too late to ask yourself because you only have one chance. Tomorrow is not guaranteed. Tomorrow is not guaranteed. It may feel like it because that has been a pattern that maybe has shown up in your life, but you still never know. Are you going to look back at the end of your day and be proud of the day that you lived? Even if it's a day that you set aside to take a break and self-care, that's okay. You need those breaks, but are you doing that every day in a sense that it has stopped serving you? Are you moving in ways that serve you or defeat you? And that's only a question that you know the answer to. So as we move into 2021, this new year, I want you to think of these big questions. And these are questions I'm also asking myself to not forget 
because it is within these questions that we will find what our true calling is, what our purpose is for being on this planet. But at the end of the day, the meaning of life is love. And if you do not give that to yourself first, then you cannot expect to be able to give that to others. Mm -hmm.